What's poppin' everybody? Blake Neiman back at you with another episode of Blake's Take, giving you my take on local and national sports. Let's dive right into it with some NBA. We had a huge, big game last night with the Lakers seeking their 11th straight road win, while the Philadelphia 76ers were looking to establish themselves as a title contender in the NBA for a championship in the finals. Embiid and the Sixers dominated the first quarter, with Embiid having a 13-pointer by himself during the Sixers 18-2 run in the first quarter. LeBron and the Lakers then came back with a run of their own in the second, with the King putting up 22 in the first half alone, while putting his team only down 4 after being down 16 at one point going into halftime. Then in the second half, things started to get personal after Joel Embiid tried to dunk on LeBron James and instead his back slammed on the court. James' push of the 76ers big man got him a a flagrant one and Embiid almost seriously injured. This was LeBron's first flagrant foul since 2014, surprisingly. Embiid then took it personally like MJ and dominated the majority of the fourth quarter in the paint, putting his team up 10 with just three under three minutes remaining. Yet LeBron doesn't go down without a fight, and he led the Lake Show with his passing abilities, getting everyone involved on an 8-0 late game run to put the game within one point. Down to the wire, we got LeBron. It hits Anthony Davis on the cut sweep layup to take the first lead of the game since the first quarter. But Philly got the hometown win for Kobe with a Tobias Harris fadeaway dagger to get the Sixers the 107 to 106 clutch victory. Very clutch shot by Tobias Harris fadeaway over Caruso. Incredible shot there. Wednesday's win gave the Sixers a 10 to 1 mark at home with this season. They're now 41 and 5 at Wells Fargo Center since the start of last season and improved their overall record to 13 and 6, the best in the Eastern Conference. They have Embiid playing the best basketball of his career. They have Ben Simmons also a rugged defender with the size of Harris, James Green, and Harris and Seth Curry who didn't even play well on Wednesday, even though he's hovering around 50% from three this year, or consistently hitting from the outside. And a quote, I think it's a really good team that they've put together, James said on the 76ers. Give a lot of credit to the general manager, Elton Brand, and the things that they've done doing there. Obviously, Doc has won pretty much everywhere ever he's been. Well, he see as the season goes on, but there are going to be a lot of teams in this Eastern Conference playing for the championship basketball down the stretch. I know they believe that they're one of those teams that are can compete for a championship. Incredible performance by both teams, but this was very key for the 76ers, and I feel more sure than ever before that the 76ers maybe, just maybe, will be able to pull off a finals win this year, let alone an appearance that they can make after their tough second round conference championship losses in the past few years. The factor in the process is Ben Simmons, though, and his shooting ability. Ben Simmons did very solid last night in shooting with a 17-point triple-double, going 8-for-15 from the field. Very solid for Simmons. If he can keep dialing up his jump shot and establishing himself as more and more of a threat from the outside, teams will have to put a higher priority on him, which will allow other key role players such as Seth Curry and Danny Green to get way more open looks. This will build more chemistry between the players and will make them a better team than they already are. Exciting stuff for Philly, and I'm excited to see what their chemistry comes together and how they keep on improving to establish themselves as an elite force to be reckoned with in the NBA. 
as far as NFL, Watson, Deshaun Watson wants out of Houston. And he's ultimately going to get his way so long as the rationale, thinking, and reason prevail. The majority of NFL teams covet Watson and several will actually be lining up with offers for him because of Watson's no-trade clause. Houston can't hold an auction for their once-franchise quarterback, but the Texans still have to get appropriate, if not exact, value in return for the high-value asset that they're letting go on their own front office fault. Requesting a trade is the point of no return for a player like Watson. His time in Houston is done and look no further than a team like Cal McClare as the reason. The most beneficial course of action for Watson and the Texans would be now to be cool tempers, set egos aside, and work collaboratively for the final time on finding a trade and getting Watson out of the situation that the front office created and the frustration they created. It's useless at this point to believe the relationship can be repaired after all the front office has done against Watson from trading Hopkins and firing Bill O'Brien. News of Watson's request came out 12 hours after the Texans finally made their head coaching hire despite being the first team with an opening in 2020. That just shows the lack of effort and lack of getting stuff done in the GM in the front office in Houston. Likewise, Houston should want to be able to join a team. Watson should want to be able to join a team that knows what it needs to fill it around a quarterback through free agency and the draft. Putting those pieces together and all the measures in place by the start of the league year benefits parties the most and will benefit Watson the most in a different organization than the struggling organization of Houston. Because Watson will be worth some combination of these first-round first round picks plus other picks, it would be best for the Texans to at least know exactly what picks they can get in the 2021 draft. Probably won't be able to with all their indecisive decisions. Miami, for example, holds the number 3 and 18 overall picks, but their future first-round pick could very well be in their late 20s with Watson as their quarterback. Watson has a list of places he'd be willing to go. If he and the Texans work together on this as they should, he can allow the offers to come into Houston and then privately give his wish list to the Texans. Or he could provide that list to Houston first and let GM Nick Casario, who he doesn't so much agree with, but they could work together to work on and get the first and biggest deal of Tex- the Texans' career. Look the, at the bottom in the Texans' organization messed up big. Look to the bottom line. The Texans organization messed up big time. And this snowball effect of anger and frustration with the organization began a long time ago, back two years, a year or two ago, when DeAndre Hopkins was traded. Watson's favorite target in the last season they were together, the duo connected 104 times for seven touchdowns. Yet, even with all that success, Hopkins was surprisingly traded to the Arizona Cardinals. For running back David Johnson, who I'm not saying isn't great, but he doesn't ca- count up to the, the caliber of a player that Hopkins was, and they got a second and fourth round draft pick. It's com- it's comparable to not a very good trade in the NFL. <laughs> the the Cardinals got an absolute steal, and that was such a bad decision by the Texans front office. And then the front office went ahead and fired coach Bill O'Brien at the start of the beginning of 2020. And is not, he is now headed to Alabama to become the offensive coordinator under Nick Saban. 
This left Watson frustrated that they couldn't even get a coach done and by this time and it's all already a nearly a year later since they fired Bill O'Brien and left Watson frustrated as the only piece keeping this Texans offense from collapsing into destruction. Without a solid head coach and a top target receiver, Watson still put up MVP numbers this past season, but ultimately ended up with a disappointing 4-12 record. All of this frustration of coaching, players, and most definitely the de- the Texans front office left Watson no choice but to leave the city he loves in Houston and find a new location that will better appreciate him, his skills, and the pieces around him. So I think it's a very necessary trade to go down. Watson doesn't like Houston organization. He loves the city. He does everything for the city and the people in that. But the Texans organization is falling apart bitly by bit. And they are just falling apart. This frustration on both sides of this trade. But it, they just need to work together one last time to get Watson out of there. And Houston is going to have to start a massive rebuild in this draft. And new trades that are going to have to come. So we'll see how it turns out. Out for Deshaun Watson. Personally, I think destinations that would best fit him would be a place like Pittsburgh, maybe, with Ben Roethlisberger exiting and his elite stuff that he's done there, and maybe Watson could go in there and kind of fill that void. Also, destinations I think that could happen would be Miami, where Houston is still looking for kind of a rebuild situation. They got young players in Brandon Cooks and uh, other wide receivers and other pieces around him, they could get a young quarterback to go along with that in Tua, and even a veteran in Ryan Fitzpatrick in a double deal that could send Watson to Miami with a few draft picks that Miami has. So of many trade situations that could go down, but ultimately it's going to have to be what's best for Watson and the organization, even though they don't agree on things, it's what's going to have to get done. As far as local sports, I got confirmation from Flowith High School head football coach that Tony Mata that football will begin in February just as according to plan. Let's go! Official practices are scheduled to start on Monday, February 8th, less than a week away. Despite the fact that football is still on the governor's prohibited list, the team still is planning to that if they are allowed to play until otherwise. On Wednesday of next week, February 3rd, there will be two videos available on the athletic website on Philomath for you to view. One will be on a general sports parent meeting video, and the other will be a football-specific parent player video. Exciting glimpse of hoping, hopefully that the hope will not be crushed this time and we can finally get these athletes back up and running after such a long time and such a long break. All the cancellations, all the startups, all the shutdowns. These athletes need sports. They need connection. It's going to be great if we can get this going. Governor Brown, please help these athletes, help them get back to connecting and getting back to what they love because you only get to play sports for so long for most of these athletes and it would be great to get them to enjoy these last few years of their athletic career. So thank you for tuning in to another episode of Blake's Take. Hope you enjoyed that news about Watson, sketchy trade deals. Hope you enjoyed that glimpse of Lakers and the 76ers in a potential finals matchup. Hope you enjoyed all of that. You can tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and or YouTube. Hope you all have a great rest of your night, and I'll see you all tomorrow.